2: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. You can super chat by
0: paying on YouTube to get your comments jumped higher in the pack, and we'll read them. How about that? This John Burns, again, drops some change on us. He pays money, his comments go to the top of the order. We are the only fans of sports talk. You can pay to have your comments read, and I don't feel dirty at all. Talking right here on this G-string, right here. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, uh, welcome everybody to the hour two second half kickoff here at the RP Show. Rod, Moose DuPont there, Ryan Clark and Jordan on the other side of this wall. And uh, we've changed things up. If you've noticed, it's been a month and a half where we've gone to two hours on national TV. Yep. So we don't uh, redo the whole show here. We just continue. We kick off the second half. And we've got a lot of things in the air here with our viewers as we've brought them in as we do. Interactive television here. People watching live on YouTube and Facebook. And it has to do with the CFL, XFL, and um, haters. Always the haters, right? Oh, yeah. Some guy from Manitoba wrote in and said that I've got the worst voice in the history of broadcasting. Well, I didn't have to. As you've known, because you've been following my career for a long time, I don't have to say anything. My backers piled on him. It happens. You know, yeah. We got a big army over here. Yep. I will, though, hit the quick six. Let's do them again, please. Uh, to our, just so people know that we're, what we're talking about here. My number one one was that the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League season was has been canceled. And I have not seen any official announcement, but I had two tips last night from league people. Like, they'll, get, they'll announce it when they feel they should or can announce it, but there will be no season. They had a bubble proposal to play. I was told it was in Weyburn, home of the Red Wings, hometown of Tiger Williams, and the government wouldn't approve it. So at least one player... Luke Spadafora went on Twitter and just lambasted the government for this. And I just read it. I'm not getting into this, but I'm on the sports team's side. I don't know how they're doing it. Financially, I have no idea how they're staying afloat. I don't know. And it's up to them. I'm not asking questions anymore. And as far as the government goes, I'd like to know why, because I'm just reading the Twitter feed here where Scott Mitchell, the president of the Ticats, basically guaranteed the CFL is going to play this year. And I'm just, I want to hear the details. That's all. I don't think it's too much to ask when we're just weeks away from when training camp is supposed to start, or for sure weeks away from there's supposed to be a draft and there's nothing scheduled. My whole thing today, where I've brought in the viewers, is that I'd like some answers. And can you help me out here? Because I'm kind of confused. I thought we were getting to the end of this. The provincial government leaders are saying, hang tight, we're close. And then this gets canceled and they're threatening more lockdowns. I'm really confused today.
1: And you haven't answered any of my questions, Darren. I know. I know. And that's because, you know, we don't know what the what the reasons are, right? We don't know if it's financially, re- financial related. We don't know if it's, you know, based on safety, if it's the new strains. I would lean towards it's financial, right, reasoning that they're not willing to put up the money or to pay the money to put on the type of hub that the, the the WHL has. I know it's not cheap. Can't imagine it's cheap, right? Maybe they are. I don't know. But I think that's what will help make everybody feel a little bit better is if we learned how much it cost, right? Right now, you know, Junior A teams are running on shoestring budgets as it is. In the good times. In the good times, they're running on shoestring budgets, let alone needing to come up with hundreds of thousands of dollars each to put on a bubble or a hub, right? It's not cheap and it becomes really expensive and You feel for the players, so you understand the reaction and the hockey people of disappointment, of anger, and you want somewhere to direct your anger, so it goes to the government, and that's I understand that. That's simply
0: why I'm on the player side of all the sports, CFL players, the junior hockey players, the junior football players, university, and for those that are lambasting me, because they can't say anything, I've realized it, they can't say anything, they'll get in trouble, potentially fired, I'll say it, Yeah for them and the people that are blasting me for my opinions on things i don't care because i don't answer to you and you don't personally know me so i'm speaking for others that can't speak for themselves that's all i don't think that's ever going to steer me wrong so that's my take on that um oh james and Hender- james henderson and Border manitoba says, your voice is very memorable. I used to hear you on TSN 1290 for interviews, and instantly I knew it was the voice of the Rough Riders. Now that your show is national, everyone gets to hear. Thank you, Robert. That's the whole idea. And I'd ring the bell if they would allow me to ring the bell for a wonderful comment, but I'm not allowed to ring the bell. Is the live show done on the other side of this wall?
1: Good question.
0: Can I ring the bell? No, they say. No, no. <laughs> Peter Saragella watching in Esteban. Peter Pete, home of the Bruins. He says it's a government decision. And that's what I've been led to believe. The government shut down the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Let's not forget, they played last fall. No problem. They showed that they could play without positive cases and still got shut down. So uh, Our other points on the table today. Monday NHL leftovers and what they were, Were that I don't think there's a lot of big problems with the Winnipeg Jets. They're not going to be perfect. Who is? Every, team's had the bra- Every team in the NHL has had some problems this year. But Winnipeg's almost as good as anybody. And they shut out Vancouver last night 4-0. The Flames lost. And my God, if they miss the playoffs, all I can say is there's a lot bigger problem with that team than the head coach. And what I mean by that is replacing the head coach hasn't made the biggest difference. Uh, point three, dub hub activity. Uh, Tonight, Darren and I will be calling the Pats and the Winnipeg Ice under the orange top in the double 8 p.m. Mountain on Access Now TV. That's going to be a blast. Uh, Houston Rockets snapped their 20 game losing streak last night and the Swift Garden Broncos snapped their 23 game losing streak. How about that? How about that? That could have been our poll question yesterday. I wanted it. But the guys were afraid to single out a junior hockey team for a losing streak. As it turned out, they both won on the same night. But the, the Sabres and the Raptors both lost. Raptors lost to Houston, ironically enough. And I love the fact that the viewers in Texas are writing in saying, sorry that we had to beat your team, Rod, but it sucked for us too. Houston Rockets fans.
1: Oh. Where is Russell Westbrook, by the way? Is he? he's, uh, he's over there by Mike Riley and Damon uh, Allen. <laughs>
0: He's hanging out with those guys. He's okay. hanging
1: out with them. He's checked out. Okay. Okay, have basketball for a bit. He's hanging out with the football guys.
0: Uh, March Madness. Darren says we're still alive, so that's good. My 25 bucks still floating with uh, Enterprise Sports Podcast mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, where they watch the show every day, and those guys are awesome. Dan, the situation,
1: Saravelli. Running uh, enterprise sports, which I hope that they didn't kick me out officially because you were late paying. Yeah, I didn't. I saw the email in the afternoon saying it was due by nine a.m. Eastern. I'm like, that's seven a.m. my time. I'm gonna tra- transfer it right away. But <laughs> everybody wants me to ring the bell. I was. I say, can't. When have you <laughs> followed the rules? Six years. Guide, the guide. Just years. a guideline. I thought you'd just do it and then peek your head out there. Well, oh yeah! Here's Clark in my ear.
0: Do it, do it, do it.
1: I was the idiot at the party. Do it, do it. Everybody say that head through the wall. And then when we hear it from downstairs, we'll all be like, "We told them not to do it." <laughs> we- you think I don't know that? People are all writing in. Ring it. No, if the show's over downstairs and you stick around long enough, we may get one in before the end of the show.
0: I finally in my life started following the rules once I got to this show. You should be happy that I am now. I am. Who said James in Manitoba? Dumb question. Are the stars how I donate money to the show? Yeah. Do you want to tell them or should I? I feel a little skeezy with this, but people are, people are like just giving us money. It's a thing on Facebook and YouTube, the viewers. And I don't totally know how it works, but I guess if you buy those stars on Facebook or the super chat on YouTube, your comments go to the top, and people are just like
1: giving us money.
0: And it is. What am I supposed to
1: do? Like we're not earning it. I don't like money if I didn't earn it. Well, yeah, the thing is the comments go so fast that when you do put your stars up or super chat, it does stop your comments, so at least... We can read it because sometimes it moves so fast that your comment's gone before we get a chance to read it Teach their own, right? Yeah. It's an option. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, uh,
0: is this Calgary bashing day? It's not by us. He's talking about what's going on in the comment section, uh, right? We haven't said anything anti-Calgary today. I don't think so. Show ain't over yet, though. Nelson Vos watching in Saskatoon. He says, Rod, what do you think about the Flames trying to take the puck from the Sens after Philip Gustafson's first win last night? Sore losers or gamesmanship? It's having fun. It's not a big deal. You know what they're talking about, right? Yeah, I saw. Gustafson, 22 year old, got his first win for the Sens last night. They beat the Flames. <laughs> Flames wouldn't give him the puck. At what point, and I'm not saying that Nelson's saying any of this, but it's
1: hockey. What do we want? Can we just sweat up chairs at Center Ice and play checkers? I know. Like, and at the end of it all, ironically enough, it was Matthew Kachuk who turned and fired the puck back down towards the Ottawa Senators, gave it back. So, um, it's gamesmanship. Why not? You know, Muzzin flipped a puck at Kachuk. I was just gonna like, say that <laughs> it's fun. It's harmless in that point, but you're kind of putting them on the table then, right? Like, you know, if you're gonna do this. Now, the next time, they're going to have a little bit, whether you want to call it bulletin board material or not, now that next game means a little bit more when you play Ottawa again. So I like that. I think that's cool. I think, you know, it builds the rivalry a little bit. But, but I, Nelson brings up a good – so
0: the Flames are getting roasted because they kept the puck away from the Ottawa rookie goalie who wanted it for his win. And this is where I'm – I don't think about it as much as I used to, but I just felt, especially after I left the Rough Riders, I'm like, I think I'm just going to go – into retirement in a rocking chair and go, you know, collect bottles or something for a living because I don't understand what's happening in sports. Like, it's not what I think it should be. Everything's changed. Right? So then I just say, I'm done. I'm out. And then everybody's like, no, come back. Come, no, come back. Well, I don't understand how we're supposed to act here. Can we do this or can we not do this? I don't, I'm completely lost. I have no problem with what the Calgary flames did last night. It happened uh, last year the Pats and the Warriors. Do you remember that? It started a brawl. Yeah. The Warriors tried to get the puck after the game, and Carson Denemy flipped the puck into the crowd. Brawl starts. Good. <laughs> Rod, that's not the way it is anymore. It's not. It, no, that's not. Can't do that. What's the line? Like, I understand you can't beat up referees under the stands anymore. You can't do that. that I, I Any, get that.
1: Anymore. <laughs> I guess you never could. But you did. Not me. (laughs) No, not
0: you. (laughs) Some people did. Oh, Nelson Vos says, just trying to get some content, Rod. Oh, he's our content creator. I think he got it. (laughs) And it worked. John Kirby in Edmonton says, any update on the orders in Montreal? No, John, no. Check your phone for notifications, man. When they get it, we'll get it. No, we don't have any update. Don't come here for updates. This is coffee talk, okay? Do you go to the coffee shop for breaking news? No, you still check your phone.
1: You still check your phone.
0: This is the television version of the coffee shop. From John O'Flynn in Vancouver, Rod hashtag Go Be Kind Peterson. I'm not sitting here ripping on anybody anymore. Ah, poll question. Thank you, Clark. Thank you, Clark. Missed you yesterday. Here is the poll question today. I'm sorry. I looked down. I got 800 text messages have come in. Poll question. Should the Raptors trade Kyle Lowry? Well, of course not. But on Twitter, 70% of respondents saying yes. And Darren, what do they got on Facebook?
1: 58% say no. Keep them.
0: Says a big difference between the types of people that are on Facebook versus the types of people that are on Twitter. And we will put that question to our next guest, Jim Lang. But again, should the Raptors trade Kyle Lowry? I don't... Let's bring in John Lynch. Do we got to bring in John Lynch for this? John Frenzy, you don't trade your stars. And I saw on Twitter last night somebody saying Nick Nurse should be fired. This is the problem. You need a leader, a president... Who isn't affected by what they hear? The noise. I mean, anybody can see that the Raptors have been hamstrung by a COVID outbreak for the last two weeks. See, coincides with their nine-game losing streak. It's completely taken them out of the playoffs. What were they when this happened? They were above five hundred. Yeah, they just were on a roll. Yeah, they were on a roll. You going to fire the coach because what? He couldn't keep COVID out of the team meal? The coach of the year? And you don't trade Kyle Lowry. You don't trade your stars until you're at a point where you absolutely have to. And he's been in and out of the lineup and hurt. It hasn't obviously been the Raptors' year. But the only way you would trade Kyle Lowry is a Gretzky deal whereby it's going to be for the betterment of the team. Kyle Lowry continues to be the heartbeat of the Toronto Raptors. There's no two ways about it. You don't trade a
1: guy like that, Darren. No. No. No, you don't, especially a guy who says he wants to finish his career in Toronto. So he wants to be there. And this group, when they're healthy, can compete. And they're a piece, you know, away from being a contender again. You know, maybe one piece, maybe two away from being a contender again. Until you need to blow it up, you don't trade your stars. Unless you're blowing it up and starting all over again. That's my answer to it. And and by the way, the viewer on
0: YouTube... Dumbass, son is his name. Can you clean that up a little bit for, till tomorrow's show? He says it was Damon Hunt who flipped the puck, not Carson Denemy. Sorry, it was Damon, not Denemy. But you get my point. That's fun stuff, but I don't, under, I don't understand. I see Dylan Dubate, pile drive cock and Yemi from Montreal, break his nose. He gets nothing. Doesn't even get a penalty. You know, I see Ovechkin spear a guy right in the twig and berries. No penalty. Gets fined $5,000. That that was commonplace back in the day. Oh, yeah. then he gets fined. I I don't understand where we are in sports right now. But maybe Jim Clubberlang can clue me in a little bit when we come back and we go back to the GTA after this break. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
2: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
0: Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? 3.0. Okay. The lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated... Small, handheld, with a headlight, so you see where you're going. Oh my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies, you know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that, but I'm telling you, it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy nilly. You're willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 Any other questions? I gotta try it.
1: I'm sold <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now
0: you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20, all one word FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FANSIDED20
2: Oh yeah, please back time for more of the rod peterson show
0: welcome back everybody we've lost dupont but he'll be back in here at some point uh from on the question of should kyle lowry be traded nick lewis is watching hall of famer nick lewis from the cfl he says trade him you're not winning with him plus van vliet needs to have the ball On YouTube, TML Crosby fan says, and last night's embarrassing loss was just the latest example to me, that whatever this team is, isn't working. I assume he's talking about the Raptors, but he could be talking about the Flames. Let's bring in Jim Lang. Jim Lang Sports. Jimbo, thanks for sitting through this. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Rod. How are you? Good. You look fantastic, by the way. What time do you get up to do those early morning shifts? 4 a.m. Have you had your
3: nap yet? No, I'll probably, uh, probably about a half hour, 40 minutes. uh, My old dog, Hershey, uh, who's getting close to 14 and I, we go for afternoon nap and then have a coffee and hit it for round two later on this afternoon.
0: Okay, Jimbo, good for you. So I got to ask you this. Is there a groundswell in Toronto of wanting to trade Kyle Lowry? Because I understand I'm not as big into baseball culture, basketball culture, but I know they're not talking about trading Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh at all. He's off limits. Unthinkable, said Brian Burke on this show. I would think trading Kyle Lowry is unthinkable unless I'm missing something.
3: I I don't know if it's unthinkable, Rod. Norm Powell is easier to digest if you're Messiah Jury in the Raptors front office. There are a lot of people that would like to acquire Norm Powell at the deadline. He can play small forward and shooting guard. And you not disrupting the, the balance and the chemistry and the leadership of the locker room by trading Norm Powell and you keep Kyle Lowry and you have a chance to reload for next year. This is becoming a lost season. Uh, the COVID outbreak that hit a bunch of the players in the team, Nick nurse talked about it last night that they simply run out of gas in the fourth quarter. Uh, Fred Van Vliet said it like the first day he had it, it felt like he had just played three straight games. They're still physically recovering and they're going up against good teams. And, and uh, coming up <laughs> Wednesday, they gotta play the denver nuggets and you know canada's jamal murray and and it's a loaded basketball team and the schedule is brutal the rest of the way and so nick nurse is trying to juggle his lineup the best he can with players who still his key players are still not 100 but norm powell if, you're, if i'm a betting man i would go to pro line and say norm powell is going to be traded and kyle Lowry will not be traded because they're going to try to keep kyle next year and see by getting rid of Norm, seeing what they get, reloading, and having an offseason, is this team really what we're seeing down the losing streak, or what they can be when people are healthy and playing like they should?
0: Sure, Jim. But you know, Clark was just saying all the free agents that they lost. Kawhi Leonard, of course, Marcus All, like they <laughs> – Serge Ibaka. They're not the same team, and it's just this Twitter furor no. out there. I just think that this – they were treading water and in a playoff spot before the COVID outbreak. So now they've lost nine in a row. Why are people calling for firings? They just Again, what am I missing? You know, these are people, this
3: is overreaction sports broadcasting and sports fandom now, Rod, that your team loses two or three in a row and they want to see people fired and people traded. There's some great teams, some championship teams have had losing streaks and slumps in the season and have come back, if not that year, the next year or the year after let's for tampa bay lightning got swept in the first round the next year they win the stanley cup they didn't fire everybody and get rid of everybody nick nurse has a ring on his finger an nba championship ring you can't take that away from him and they could use a really good big man and maybe by trading norm powell and doing some things in the offseason, they can get something to compliment the rest of the team because they do like to play small ball sorry i just knocked my phone they do You're like good. to play small ball but <laughs> Against some of the teams in the NBA, playing small ball is not easy because you're just going to get beat up. And I, if you ask me, the Raptors need some big size in the front court to help complement the rest of their talent. They still have a lot of good players. This is not a team. This is not like what we're seeing with Detroit and some of these other teams and um, who are just awful right now. I think the Raptors are just, in a bad way, recovering from COVID, and it's just a year that's gotten away from them.
0: Uh, by the way, from New Era Sins podcast, Dave's watching. He says, Pascal Siakam fined 50000 over his heated exchange with Nick Nurse. What a joke. I just wanted to slip that in there. But Jim, listen, man, I see you in a tremendous place. You are Canada's foremost NFL expert. I think I hung you with that moniker. You're welcome. And now the even bigger richest league on the planet. So when you talk about pressure and fandom and media, you know what goes with Money pressure I'm looking at Dak scheduled to make 70 million with America's team the Dallas Cowboys he's not getting any breaks anymore right like your thoughts on the TV deal and what it means for the National Football League
3: well the TV deal first Rod and what it means is that at 300 million dollars a year you have COVID insurance for the next decade if they don't have fans in the stadium because of whatever may happen from the health authority, the national football league doesn't care. The, the cap is going down a little bit this year because of COVID, but now they signed the new deal. So now they went down from a 195 to 185. They could go up to 225 or 240 next year and have more than enough money to pay all the coaches and all the staff without having one fan in the stadium at $300 million a year, and there's, no other sports league, the sports franchises, sports entity in the planet that will make that much money in TV to play all, pay all their players and all their staff and all their coaches, and not sell a ticket in the stadium. And as things get, people get more vaccinated, the USA is on a tremendous pace to have everyone vaccinated by Memorial Day at the end of May. Um, I don't see why they won't have fans in the stadium in fall and back to merchandising and back to the money-making machine that it is. So as big as the NFL was before when it comes to financial statements, and with $300 million in TV money and then fans coming back for next season, I mean, it's a bulletproof league for the next decade thanks to the TV deal.
0: Why can't every league do that? Or even on a mini scale, the NHL, CFL. You know, what? what, what what's the NFL got going for it? It's heritage, it's star power. The
3: As far as I'm concerned, the NFL has done a great job through the years, through, I remember, Dan Marino and Joe Montana that evolved into Peyton Manning and Tom Brady that evolved to Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And when I was younger, it was a running backs league with Walter Payton and John Riggins and Earl Campbell to a quarterbacks league to... I mean Andy Reed is a household name as a coach in the NFL. I mean that's that's part of the difference with the National Football League. There's some John Cooper is known in the hockey circle. He's not a household name in, in, or outside of the hockey circle. But Andy Reed is. And that's part of the difference with the National Football League is is Bruce Arians is now well known around fans around North America. It's the ability to be bigger than just what's on the field. Um State Farm commercials with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes now. It's, it's reality shows and players and dancing with the stars. I mean, that's one thing. I've always thought the NHL should should have a whole department and all they do is sell the players and sell the league better. We if Hardcore hockey fans know about certain players and coaches and their story, but a lot of mainstream people in North America now do not know that. The NBA, that's the reason the NBA is they are a star league steph curry and lebron and kyle lowry and every team has got their big star and it's marketed as such and and that's where the nfl is, is so very good and even bad teams have good players and and recognizable players i can see merchandise uh, from just about every nfl team in the league walking around the street in canada at any time even from players you wouldn't think of because of what they do
0: it's it's the truth. By the way, from our viewers, Bill and Assiniboia. Wow. Didn't know all that about the NFL. From Wayne in Victoria, B.C. It's absolutely amazing how much money is in the NFL. Jim is a fountain of information on the NFL. He's great. I think we got four <laughs> minutes, Jim, and I got two questions for you. Pat in Saskatoon wants to know if the New England Patriots have won free agency.
3: Oh, oh yes, they have. I I did not think Bill Belichick would be... Um, That loose with the money of Robert Kraft, I've never seen him spend like that before. Historically, the New England Patriots were always the team that would get the value-free agents in the offseason. They would get uh, Larry Izzo, who was a backup linebacker and special team players for $950,000 at two years and helps him win a Super Bowl. And I'm going to go, look at Bill Belichick. He's managing the salary cap and building the pieces around him by not spending money. And he goes out and just... He's throwing cash at players. I mean, it's like, it's reminding me of what my soon-to-be 18-year-old daughter goes to the mall and finds out she has my credit card at Upper Canada Mall. And I'm like, what's all this stuff coming with bags of stuff? And they obviously wanted to load up a tight end and all these different positions, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots did it. And I didn't think he would do it, but uh, I, I mean, around the AFC, I have to think Bill Belichick is not ready to go quietly into that good night and especially after spending that kind of money, and the, and, on, and and not just spending it like without thinking, he targeted certain positions in certain segments of his team and spent money to really increase their the depth of talent and and the way they're structured. So maybe players he thought would fit in as an A or B, he could put it as a C. He can groom them more. I mean, he's not just thinking this year. I think he's thinking the next few years. Bill Belichick didn't obviously like what happened last year, and he wasn't about to let it happen again. I was completely blown away at what he did in the offseason when it came to free agency.
0: Ryan McCarthy from the No Credentials Required podcast in Albany, New York, says, question for Jim. Will the ESPN do the same with the NHL, where more hockey players, especially Americans, will become household names in the States?
3: It has to happen. It has to happen for the NHL. This is where teams and, and general managers and media relations director and Gary Bettman and Bill Daly have to go to the players with the players association and say, look, gentlemen, for the betterment of the league, for the betterment of you, if you want to make commercial money and money off the ice and you want to be a household name and be a LeBron or be a Patrick Mahomes, then you have to help us. And you have to do commercials with espn how about this you're going to be mic'd up and yeah you may swear don't worry about it but like nfl films was so brilliant at micing players up and then a couple days after a playoff game or a super bowl you would hear them call the play it's i mean i can't get enough of it as a fan i would like to hear what the goalie's saying to a d-man when ovechkin's coming down and is he telling him take him outside to the slot stuff like that you can't tell me a fan doesn't want that so this is where the teams have to take a lot of the restrictions off that maybe they would have before and say look we're going to do this and it's it's for the good of the league and the good of espn because the more money espn makes the more money the league makes the more money you make as a player on the ice and you're contracting off the ice with potential commercial revenue
0: Yeah, I got to say this, by the way. I watch ESPN every morning and they've brought back the NHL commercials and it's a hilarious watch. You probably saw it where the office guy catches Ovechkin in the filing room and the guy looks at him and he's in his hockey equipment and he's like, oh, I – it's like you're a Russian spy or something, and Ovi's like, "Ada, <laughs> Zarosi Shabu." Yet. And the guy, the guy walks out. The, Varlamov's hiding in the tile of the ceiling, they' oh, it's hilarious. So ESPN. That, that's they, the
3: kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah Yeah.
0: They've started bringing those ads back, and I expect there will be more. It's hilarious. And Jim, lastly, to finish up, being the CFL lover they are. Argo lover, notwithstanding. XFL, <laughs> CFL. What do you think?
3: I think that the CFL has to think long and hard about this for the future of the league. It's The Rock we're talking about. And I mean, he's got 15 million followers on Twitter, 20 some million on Instagram. And you're thinking, what does that matter? That matters because he is the, arguably the one or one A most recognizable name in Hollywood around the world. And you talk about selling star power to have The Rock at a Riders' Stamps game. At Mosaic Stadium, uh, talking about the CFL XFL—that—that that is headlines beyond Sportsnet and TSN and the local Regina Leader Post. That's headlines on Entertainment Tonight and People. Think about that. There would be an E, uh, you know, the Entertainment Channel, do a story at the Rock at Mosaic Stadium, talking about a CFL XFL. You are broadening the scope of potential fans for the league randy ambrosie is a nice bunch of guys and has a great football resume he is not the rock and he's not making four and five hundred million dollars a movie and is a global name the rock is a global name why not tap into that if you have to tweak some things to make it work make it work once upon a time the nfl would not do anything but the nfl and the afl came along with Joe Namath and, and Hank Stram and the Kansas City Chiefs and some different rules and different ways of doing things. And the NFL said, instead of beating them, let's join them. And they merged. And that's why they have $300 million a team now in a TV deal. It just may be the best thing that happened to the Canadian Football League. So really look at it this. I, I think we have to look at it with open eyes. I love Bob Irving to death. He's a Hall of Fame broadcaster in person. But let's let's look at this and maybe it could be good for the league Not just this year, but for years to come.
0: Thank you. And I feel like we could go on for hours. (laughs) You've obviously thought about this. (laughs) Viewer Phil says when John Candy was at games, it was exciting. There's this celebrity schutzpah that I don't think the CFL understands because they haven't attached themselves to any for 30 years since John Candy. Jim, you were living there. yeah? Weren't they getting $52,000 at Skydome for a regular season game for the Argos?
3: Yes, and that John Candy would be at different entrance gates at, at well, then Skydome or Rogers Centre, shaking hands. I remember my buddy said, Jim, you're not going to believe this. John Candy shook my head and said, thank you for coming. He still talks about that to this day, that John Candy <laughs> shook his hand and said, and it was like a, a an Argos Lions game. He goes, I couldn't believe it. And, I mean, John Candy is still near and dear to hearts all around the world, but especially here in Canada. And you're right. I mean, that great cup. With John Candy in Winnipeg against the Stampeders, it's so cold. I mean, people still get teary-eyed thinking about it, just the, the magnitude of it and the star power.
0: No doubt. Jim, it's been far too long, but, man, did we cover a lot of ground. Relish that role as the NFL insider because you're going to be a very hot commodity <laughs> across this country. Stay well, my friend. Thanks. Good to see you. Loving it. All right. The great Jim Lang joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Lang Sports. Moose Dupont will return in a moment. We got a sports update and a curling report coming up and a deep viewer takeover. You're watching The RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
2: Head to youtube.com slash The Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
0: Welcome back. We found Moose Dupont. Where are you hiding? On uh, you're in a meeting? Twitter. Oh yeah, you're on the SJHL Twitter page. I got to send a shout out to Ryan Tunall. It's in Lethbridge, right? Yeah. He tweets, "Hey Canadian sports fans, in case you've been living under a rock, the at Rod Peterson show is absolutely killing it these days." Thank you, Ryan Tunall. Very nice of you to say. Sports update, the Houston Rockets were finally able to snap their franchise record 20-game losing streak. All they needed was a chance to play the struggling Raptors. Fred Van Vliet scored 27 points for Toronto, but it wasn't enough as Houston beat Toronto 107-109. It was the Raps' ninth loss in a row. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Grapefruit League play action in Clearwater, Florida today, taking on the Phillies. Toronto 12-8-1 in spring training after last night's 4-3 win against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, To hockey, Carter Stebbings had a pair of goals as the Swift Current Broncos, we can ring the bell, down the Prince Albert (laughs) Raiders 5-2 Monday in the Dub Hub. That ended a 23-game slide for the Bronx. Reed Dick stopped 28 of 30 shots to help Swift Current halt its five-game losing streak in this campaign. Max Paddock turned away 23 of 28 for PA. Meanwhile, Kyle Cernkiewicz had two goals and an assist, and the Saskatoon Blades... Used a four-goal first period to beat Brandon six-four in the Dub Hub tonight in the double Regina faces Winnipeg eight p.m. Mountain on Access Now TV. Winnipeg hockey fans,
1: where you at? Tune it in tonight, Ice Pats. I'd be remiss if Krinkovik. Sorry. Krinkovic. You're going to na- hear the name, just because <laughs> you're going to hear the name before. It's fine. Put up hundred points now in the league. This sports update for
0: Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. And while we're at it, can I jump right into the curling report? Mm-hmm. Why not? Wow. Laurel Walker and Kirk Myers improved to five and zero at the Home Hardware Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling Championship with a seven four win over Brian Mueller and Mark Nichols on Monday. Walker from Edmonton and Myers from the Sweatpants Capital captured the national title in twenty eighteen. The duo leads Pool C, just ahead of Nancy Martin and Terrell Griffith, who are four one. Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang five and zero were the only other unbeaten team in the thirty five squad event through Monday sitting atop Pool B. Emma Miskew and Ryan Fry are first in Pool D at 5-1. and one. Lisa Weggel and John Epping are atop Pool E at 4-1, and one, while Jocelyn Peterman and Brett Gallant and Kadriana Sahadik and Colton Lott share 4-1 and one records to lead Pool E. The top 12 teams emerging from five pools advance to the playoffs. The gold medal game goes Thursday. So here we are. Curling Report is brought to you by our friends Verge Agriculture in Calgary. Helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software free today at vergeag.com. Covered a lot of business there, Dupes. Think about this for a second. Nice job. 35 teams are in the Calgary bubble. It's insane. And they're, they're doing it. Yeah, They're pulling it off like bravo to them. But we're all, frankly, in a state of mourning today. And I was going to wear my SJHL bunny hug that they gave me, but I, it's in the wash. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. Just as uh... And by the way, they haven't announced yet from their website, from what I could see, or Twitter, that their season's canceled, but players have taken, former players have taken to Twitter to talk about their disappointment, their disgust, and their scorn yeah. that the season was canceled. And all I'm sitting here saying is, I just want... Some answers. They want some answers. What's the, what would be a satisfactory answer for you? Would it be from the government to say, sorry, SJHL, sorry, this various league, you just don't have enough money to pay for it. That's why the WHL is playing. That's why Curling Canada is playing. You just couldn't afford what we
1: needed you to afford. Would that be it? That would come down to it. You know, that would help ease everybody's minds. If we knew, okay, what would the, what would the government allow right? And then what's the price tag? And then what did the government say no to, right? Because if the government's saying no to playing, the government's saying no to playing. Like, I'm not surprised that the government says no to playing in your own buildings and traveling and all that kind of stuff. I, I understand at least, but I don't know if that's the case. Like, until we hear from the government and the league to say, this is what we were allowed to do, but this was the price tag was too much. This is what we could afford to do. And this is what they said no to. Like, I don't know. Until we know those things, that would, that would be very satisfactory. Because as a player, I could say, okay, at least I don't blame you because I understand the financials. But right now, I can, all I can do is blame because you've given me no information. Right. Well, and you felt that the tweet from Luke Spatafora,
0: the 20-year-old SJHL player, didn't come across well.
1: Am I right in saying that? Right. A little, kind of complaining a, kind of kind of complaining because all we can control is how we react to situations. That's it. Right. All we control in our minds is how we react to situations. But at the same time, I don't blame them. And I understand because my first reaction would be to feel the same way. Right. I just, my first reaction would be to not to tweet it, but that's, I don't blame him. I don't blame the player at all. I just hope
0: that people can give somebody a moment of just say, look what, put yourself in his shoes. Exactly. I'm not saying you, I'm saying the people that look at that and go, he shouldn't have said that. Right. My God. He just, he's had two seasons, basically two playoffs wiped out and he's a 20 year old hockey player. Can somebody for the love of God, think about him for once.
1: That's all. No. And that's. I was in the same position, not, not the same position, but in broadcast school at 19, and then had a chance to play junior football <laughs> here in Regina. And it's like, I took the chance to come play junior football because I can only play football until I'm 20 to 24. That's it. Yes. And for most of these players, for most of them, you're only going to be able to play com- this level of competitive hockey until you're 20, because most aren't going on to pro careers. So by canceling it, it's done forever, so I completely understand how valuable it is. Uh, Janelle Barkman, Blades fans, is what these boys have
0: sacrificed is heartbreaking. That's all I'm saying. Can people just see it from their view? Super chat, drop a dime. John Burns in Calgary's laying out a twenty spot. Super Chat on YouTube. He says, seeing Danny Barrett hit Pee Wee Smith to put the stamps in the 1991 Grey Cup, holding a parabolic mic while watching Nico DeFonte hit the longest field goal over at McMahon at the 2017 Hardy Cup. You were there. Oh, cra- incredible Taking moment. my dad to game six in the 2004 Stanley Cup final. What are we talking about here, John Burns? Your all-time great moments?
1: There's some good ones.
0: We need to uh, take a break and come back. I- I- I'm going to spend the rest of the time here on... CFL, XFL, Dave Naylor saying that the CFL hasn't engaged the 30-somethings and younger. We'll talk about that. Somebody brought up here a message to Chris Bird in Toronto. He says the, uh, the XFL is actually nothing. Listen, I'll sort this out and come back. They're coming at us fast and furious here. I'll just say this. There's a whole lot of people that are looking at the CFL, XFL and saying this is why it won't work. Until you turn your mind and say this is how it will work, it's never going to work. We'll be back with Viewer Takeover. Hang on. It's the RP Show, Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there, say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right,
0: welcome back. And we do pride ourselves on trying to make you feel good and make us feel good and be a positive show. But we do have breaking news today. This email has come down from the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. It's how we began the show today. From Logan Fraser, their Director of Marketing and Communications, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey announces that the 2021 season will not have an ending. A decision by Saskatchewan Government and Health has been made on the submissions that have been before them. Unfortunately, the SJHL will not be allowed to return to play. In part, the current conditions of COVID-19 in the province of Saskatchewan do not appear to allow a return to play now or in the next few weeks. The SJHL will now turn its focus on returning to play in September of 2021 and having a complete season ending with the crowning of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League champion. So I'm... tears flush flush to my eyes. I get a lump in my throat when I think about this. The kids, the staff, we work incredibly closely with the SJHL. I wrote the damn book on the SJHL, the 50-year history book. And I ask anybody that just spend a minute and just think about these folks that are affected. And I know they're not the only ones. I know there's people, what I mentioned the other day, cheer teams, dance teams. I get that. I don't work with them. I work with the hockey leagues and the football leagues, and it's brutal. It's brutal. And my commentary again today is, please tell me how when I see leaders in the CFL saying, we're very positive, guarantee almost that we're going to play, almost still leaves a smidge. And with this, what leads us to, why are you so optimistic? I'm still looking for
1: answers that nobody can give. One thing to, to remember, we always want to compare everything to the most extreme circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know. And you mentioned it before, at least nobody died. Yeah. And that's true. But when you're in a situation that you're healthy and you're safe from COVID or from, you know, life-threatening disease or illness, right? Um, and death isn't an issue. This is a very extreme set of circumstances. This is stress. We talk about stress is stress. So the way it yeah. affects you is bad and negative, and it's not to be just taken lightly. Just because it's not the most extreme circumstance of all time doesn't mean we shouldn't feel sympathetic for these players going through this. <sighs> Jeff Sybilis in Winnipeg says, it's
0: a shame if we don't have another Anavet Cup. Love the SJ and MJ. But there isn't going to be, Jeff. There's not going to be one until at least next year. And what I don't think people get is now the talk is how many teams survive this. Is that going to be the next news conference? This team folds, that team folds, people out of work. That's what comes next. So this is this is just a horrific day. Jeff, the Stampeders fan, Alberta announced yesterday it's standing pat on COVID restrictions, and I guess I guess that's fine. But it's hard for sports people to swallow when they look on our TVs and see what's going on in America and just say, is the science different there? I don't want to go down that road anymore. Um, But I also will say this, my comment on if we got to stop, the people in the CFL, because I'm not in the CFL, need to stop pointing fingers at each other and figure out how they're going to get out of this. Some guy wrote in and said, who's pointing fingers? I said, if you haven't noticed that, then you're not paying attention. Move aside, son. He's at the kids' table, as Paul Hendrick would say. Right. And you got Naylor saying that they haven't – 30-somethings, 20-somethings aren't engaged in the CFL. That is – I mean, I love Dave, but that's just pointing the finger at the marketing people or whatever. You didn't engage a generation. You got Bob Irving saying the governors and owners better not be drinking the Kool-Aid of the XFL. So he's pointing the finger at them. Players are pointing the finger at the bosses going, can we get an announcement? that's what that's what i'm talking about i don't see any way out of this until they come together and they can't get a consensus on what they want to do you know who wrote in here today said great show very thought-provoking somebody said uh yeah bill Lothian, great day very thought-provoking but we didn't come to any answers but we got two minutes left darren Facing off on the Calgary Flames, who are now 4-3 under Daryl Sutter, losing 2-1 in Ottawa on Monday night. The question is, will they be a playoff team? After the game last night, I won't say whom, the Flames losing in Ottawa, their third game in four nights. It's their Flames are going to clean house. I'm like, what are you talking about? They just cleaned house. They have to make the playoffs, Darren. They they have to make the playoffs. Not just because I picked them to be number one in the entire Scotia North Division. What do I know? I thought uh, way more of these Calgary Flames than what they've shown on the X because I think they're that good. They got the best goalie in free agency, mm-hmm. and what's that meant? Nothing. The problem in Calgary is far deeper than the head coach, but I think Daryl Sutter
1: will get him into the playoffs. Where are you on that? I hope he does, but if he doesn't, and if Daryl Sutter can't win with this group, then we'll know that this, is, that this group isn't going to be good enough and that it's time to blow it up and start building around Dustin Wolf. Dylan Dubé, Falamaki, some of these younger players, start building around them. That'll be the next uh, solution. So if Daryl Sutter can't do it, then this group can't get it done. They're just not the right group. But I hope that they do.
0: Face-off brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave, downtown Moose Jaw, or on Facebook. And the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to the com for more information. Jeff, the Stams fan, says, why are you all over us today? Jeff, stop blaming the media. Look in the mirror as a hockey team, okay? You should be number one in Canada. you get probably going to miss the playoffs. Why am I all over you? Watch the game. Look in the mirror. Stop blaming the media. Stop threatening to fire the media. Go win some damn games because you're better than this. Not having it. Tomorrow, Don Yunamba of the Ottawa Red Blacks and the fan-controlled football league and Phil Andrews, the voice of the Regina Pats. That's all coming up. See it tonight at 8. Pats and Ice and tomorrow right here on Game Plus. I don't know. This is not an online therapy session whatsoever.
2: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.